You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I knew this night was gonna matter when I swag it in. The night my people steam my ship into oblivion. This is a story I was born to write my book about. Open the journal in my mind to try to get it down. I saw a figure through the people couldn't know. And good afternoon, Podcast Detroit. This is Liz Reed, your resident Liz Life guru here at Podcast Detroit. That was Rocky Wallace and Head Rush off of her new CD, Love Like Destruction. And we are here today with my guest host, Julie Hayes. Hello. Uh, hello. Guess what? Guess I'm, what? I'm happy to are be you? here. <laughs> I like that. Very happy. What is our show on today? Oh, I don't know. Maybe happiness. this thing called happiness. This it, elusive thing. Ever elusive happiness, which um, many people are frightened to even figure out or don't even know how to go about it or figure out what to do with it, right? Right. Where to start. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. So um, before we start with that, I'm going to give us a quick little disclaimer. Uh, the information in the podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. And as I always say, that would be me. I am an LMSW. I'm here to help you in any way I can. And that's why we put this podcast together, right? Right. We have the disclaimer because we're we're concerned you're going to be too happy. <laughs> Overly <laughs> right? happy. After this <laughs> ridiculously happy. What will we do with you then? Right. I have another addendum to add to this. Today is my mother's birthday. She has passed. She passed about six years ago. I loved and adored my mother. She would have been 93 today, and I would like to dedicate the show to her. And um, I just hope that she's in heaven and happy and with her favorite little brother who died when she was very young. He was very young. He was only seven, I believe, Franny. And uh, my mom never got over that. Oh, my gosh. She never got over it. And um, her mother kind of abandoned her and her brother. Um, wow. Her in the, This is in the 20s, right? Her mother divorced her father in like the early 30s. Oh. And that was unheard right. of, right? right? Oh my God, that was just so sinful. And my mother took, my, my mother, my grandmother took off with um, a gentleman who became my papa, the man I had loved and adored, my step-grandfather, papa, played with Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians all over the country. She met him in New York City and didn't come back oh. for a while. So, <laughs> so all that being said, my mom had a really rough childhood childhood. And um, she was raised by her grandmother, who's a very strict woman, but she loved and adored her. But it was still really hard not to have your mom there and then to have her brother pass away. And she felt very alone. So I dedicate this to my mom, not only because today is April 26th and her birthday, but my mom fought long and hard for happiness and truly never really achieved it. But um, I I would have hoped that I brought some happiness to her while she was alive because I adored her. She was a wonderful. And I'm her doppelganger. I look exactly like my mother. Well, I know she's proud of you. Thank you, sweetheart. Yes. That makes me feel That's good. That's true. I think I posted a picture of my mm-hmm. uh, mother and myself on Facebook, so I'll have to, everybody can get a peek at that, okay? And uh, check out what uh, I, where I came from and what I look like. So what do we know about happiness right now, Julie, is what? 50% genetics creates happiness, 10% is situational, and 40% our behaviors, thoughts, and circumstances. What do you think about that? Right, right. 
Well, also, you know, what's interesting is it's these aren't set in stone. Mm-hmm. And also, I thought I was really surprised by circumstances being so low. And I'm sure that varies. Like if you've just gone through a terrible loss, of course, yeah. your circumstances are going to affect this. Sure. More. But what I find interesting is that, you know, even like this is sort of, oh, I'll be happy when. So like even when people win the lottery, mm-hmm. you know, they end up one year later just going to a basic their normal set point of happiness, that yeah. happiness fades when sure. you're looking for outer things for happiness. Sure. You know. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, um, and that's a study you're going to bring up there about the quadriplegic, right? And in the lottery winner, um, I think they do have done so many studies on lottery winners ending up usually penniless or less happy, or there's a lot of demands from other people who want money, cash, things from them, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, this study, so... Basically, you know, it's like best case scenario and then worst case scenario, mm-hmm. you know, well, I mean, depending on your perspective. Um, so a lottery winner and then a paraplegic, they tracked them, their happiness levels like one year later, and both of them had basically gone back to their set point. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. we're pretty resilient. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in a way that's positive. Yes. Too. And so that would add to your brain changing itself. Right. Correct. Right. So exactly. if I'm, you know, one of my worst fears to be a quadriplegic, dear God, don't ever let that happen to me. But there's plenty of people that live long, fulfilling lives right. after a severe disability like that. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? That happens because they're able to reprogram their brain to think more positive and have happy, uh, you know, enlightenment within their lives to make them understand that there's more to life than just walking or whatever it may be. Right. We have to overcome, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's too bad we don't take that action in our everyday life without a disaster having to happen. Well, that's kind of what happened with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a disaster, but I, you know, I had really extreme upheaval, I would say, emotional. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now my life looks really different on the other side. And mm-hmm. part of it's because I'm living more intentional. And then when you go through something, you sort of have more clarity on what's important and what you want to focus on. Yep. You know. Absolutely. So. And and that's where meditation comes in. That's helpful. Because yeah. a lot of times we need to regroup self-care, mm-hmm. you know, regroup ourselves, sit down, think about, you know, what it is we truly want out of our lives. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we should talk about what happiness is not. So, I mean, we kind of hinted on that. You sure. Know, happiness is not... Um, you know, making money per se or, Mm -hmm. you know, getting lots Mm -hmm. of money or, I mean, Mm -hmm. look at Hollywood. Hello. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, All this, all the suicide that's gone on recently has been tremendously uh, horrible. True. Yeah. So, you know, if we think of happiness more as a skill or a a sense or a state of mind, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a daily thing. Yeah. Or, you know, something that we're really intentional about, like, okay, hello, we go and work out. Yeah. I mean, my God, some people work out, you know, every day mm-hmm. of the week. Or, yeah. You know, every other day or whatever. Absolutely. They have some schedule. Mm-hmm. So know? what would be wrong with working on your happiness every right. day? I mean, why do we think that we have no control over of mm-hmm. our brain, that something is just going to happen at some point in our life and we're going to just end yeah. that when time, right? I'm going to be happy when. Well, that just is good. That's right around the corner. Right. That's the next yeah. paycheck. That's the next boat. That's the next... Whatever I buy that helps me to feel better about myself, that doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, I didn't really feel before, you know, as I was going into my depression that I didn't have control. Um, It was just more I didn't set anything in place 
to make me happy or I didn't do anything intentional. You know, mm-hmm. I just left mm-hmm. it up to, you know, whatever. The, you know, what, <laughs> right? Whatever happens, yeah. You know. And for those of you just tuning in for the first time, De- um, um, Julie has dealt with, um, just came out of uh, about a year ago, a bad depressive episode, which left her really reeling and thinking about what am I going to do about my life? Right. How am I going to be happy? Right, right. And um, that's what really set you on a charge and a mission right. to get better. And Julie is a former patient of mine, so... Yeah. Um, she has a lot of insight into what happiness really is. Right. You know, and it was absolutely, completely debilitating. Yes. And what's really surreal is here I am talking about <laughs> happiness. I love it. You it's know? awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah. So, absolutely the best. We, You know, it, and that's another thing we're going to talk about a little bit later is, you know, logging your progress. True. You know, am yeah. I feeling better? Do I feel better? I'm not sure how I'm doing. Am I happy? You know, if we worked at it as hard as we work at everything else in our life, like getting things and obtaining things, we would be a much happier society. Right. And right. that's part of what this podcast is going exactly. to tell you, how to achieve that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, what percent do you think millennials their major goal in their life, or they what they think will be make them happy to get rich? What percent do you think? Oh gosh, is? it's got to be high. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. What is it? Eighty percent of millennials Shh, that oh their word. major goal in life is to get rich. Oh wow. See, not, I don't feel not that just, way. You know, at make all. a living, but and then also additional to that is to be famous. Oh boy. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, a, a YouTube star. Oh my gosh, I see this all the time. Yeah. You know, like one of those girls that, um, you know, her parents paid for her to go to college, one of those actresses' daughters. Oh, yeah. She just wanted to go to um, USC so that she could, you know, be a, uh, an Instagram star. Uh, okay. Document her life in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how shallow. <laughs> how shallow. It's just not like, that's just not how life is lent to, right. to be met right. and led, you know? Well, although... Liz, I think we want to be famous, though. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, well, that's <laughs> so okay. Just, you a know, little bit of famous right? is okay. Right? If we start making money at that, that's okay. I won't turn but that But we're down. not sitting around, <laughs> I'll be happy when. No, listen. I, a short story is when my husband was making like six bucks an hour while we were transitioning in our lives and early in our marriage, and I was struggling as a caterer and chef and so forth. Those are some of our best times, loading up the car and going up to our property and just hanging out and mm-hmm. scraping money together. And we had a blast. Yeah. I wouldn't give up those times for anything. I yeah. really wouldn't. It was a really good time in my life. Um, another thing that you were talking about is no black and white thinking, which is a dark part of not being happy. Right. Yeah, that that is really a trap. Like, so when something negative happens, it's, you know, all bad. Yeah. You know, and and I know when you are in the middle of something bad, I mean, come on, you don't always see the silver lining or you don't see the good or in it or the lesson. But um, there's an author, Marcy Shimoff, who wrote a book, Happy for No Reason. Mm-hmm. She interviewed 100 what she considered to be really happy people and who live very happy, well-adjusted lives. Yeah. Um, and so the common thread with them all was to be able to see the good or the lesson in the difficult things that happened. So this wasn't happy, 100 happy people who were problem-free. Yeah. In fact, it was kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. These people had gone through some pretty heavy stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, came out the other end. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what I went through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things is acceptance of that. Yeah. Knowing that your emotions are going to come, they're going to go, but they're not going to sit and stay. Right, right, yeah. 
Absolutely. So. It, it, because in a lot of ways, people think that once they're sad, once they're down, once they're depressed, that um, it's going to remain that way. And no, we don't work right, at it. Right. And we don't work at it. Yeah. I mean, you even have to watch the way you talk about things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always going to feel this way. I'm never going to be, feel better. That just, you know, reinforces. So again, it's this black or white thinking yeah, or talking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Um, yeah. But I had, I have a parable that I think really speaks to black and white thinking. It's so, excellent. I love yeah, this. Yeah, I love this. Uh-huh. Um and you know what? I I'm sorry, but I will post where the source of this is from. Yes, um, I should have noted that down. But anyway, so a wise man who lost a horse in a village. Okay, let me start over. There was a wise man who lost a horse, and all the villagers said, "Bad luck." The man said, "Good luck, bad luck. Who knows?" Soon the horse returned with three wild horses, and the villagers said, "What good fortune?" The man said, "Good luck, bad luck." knows. And then when the man's son was training on one of the wild horses, he was thrown from the horse and broke his leg. Villagers came with their sympathy. Once again, the man said, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? The very next day, all eligible men were rounded up and sent off to war, except for his son Uh, because of the broken leg. So he didn't have this black or white thinking, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes, so, absolutely. You know, I found in my recovery that really helped. Absolutely. You know? Uh-huh. That so, poly, you know, sometimes we do have to have a little of that Pollyanna thinking. Yeah, you know, that's silver true. lining. There's going to be something better. There's something better out there for right, us, right? Right. I think I mentioned to you last week. So I woke up the other day. Um, my husband had some serious heart surgery um, last week. It was a big drag. It was real nerve wracking. Yes. I was super stressed. By the time it was time to go back and start seeing my patients, I woke up that Monday morning and I felt like hell. I just felt terrible. And of course, I said to myself, "Oh my God, I got to take my own advice." Mm-hmm. No, I hate taking my own advice. Everything right. that I teach my patients, and that. That meant that I got out of bed, I put on my yoga mind, which is my focus, my straight ahead focus, and I um, did my little chores around the house, the mm-hmm. wood, the animals, mm-hmm. the this and that, because Scott still couldn't lift things or do anything at that time. And then I got on the bike and I pedaled and pedaled for my 30 minutes and really did a really good workout. Still didn't feel better, though. Right. So this is important. Mm -hmm. Then I got in the shower, took my hot shower, did all that good stuff. Still didn't feel better. Well, as the day wore on, I finally started feeling better and having a better outlook and a little more optimism, which I can't pinpoint what was wrong. It was just a right, cumulative of right, many things. Sure. It was just the way I woke up. I don't know. Sure. But until about one thirty, one thirty in the afternoon, I was sitting with a patient and I was telling him this exact story. And I said, and you know what? I'm starting to feel better now. Right. So sometimes it's going to take a little bit of time before things get better and you do start feeling oh, better. Oh, that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tend to be really impatient. Like I always go yeah. back to this working out thing. Do you go to the gym, work out once and expect to see, you know, six pack abs, you sure. know. I think people so, probably do, right? You know. So, yeah, <laughs> like sometimes people will follow our, you know, the advice on mental health and say, "Well, I tried that." Yeah. You know, it didn't work. How long did you try it for? Right, though? right. right? How and long did again, you try it for? Again, it's, you know, what I think what we're really trying to get across is happiness is a skill. Yes. And like any other skill, it takes practice. It does. You know, it does. So. And it takes practice. And we're going to talk about positive thinking also in here as well. Um, but it takes practice in the way you conduct your life and what you say and do within your life within mm-hmm. a day, right? One right. of those things is being conscious of what you say to people. 
Mm-hmm. What the words that come out of your mouth? Are you being kind? Are you being considerate? Are you extending yourself to other people? Are you giving when you feel you can't give another bit of yourself? Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, we get caught and locked into this victim role where we feel, you know, like I've mentioned before, ABCDFG, I need people to take care of me. I need more help. Why isn't this things working out for me? And that is when you need to give more. When you need Mm -hmm. more, you need to give more. And the universe will give it back to you. Yeah, in fact, there were studies about, um, I guess, texting or something of people who were depressed. They, I don't know what percentage, but like wrote the word I, I, I this, I Mm -hmm. that, I that. They're very, you know, self-absorbed. Now, I'm not criticizing because I've been through this, you know, where I'm so miserable. All I like ruminate on, I used to ruminate on was, you know, I'm miserable. Yes. (laughs) I'm miserable. Yeah, that doesn't help. You know, Uh and that's where um, isolation, again, we've talked about, really um, gets in there really worms its way in. Right. Mm -hmm. Just take you down. Tunnel vision. You know, speaking of my mother, Mary, um, she was she would say all the time, I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. And um, not all the time, but many times over my childhood and adulthood, I heard my mom say, I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. And as the years went on and I got older, I started hearing myself say that. Oh, I'm so depressed. Wow. I'm so depressed. I'm like, I'm not depressed. <laughs> oh, I'm really? depressed? I don't think I'm depressed. Huh. But this goes back to what you and I were talking about. Who do we surround ourselves with? Right, right. I love my mother, but still. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, really, so I've done a lot of research, obviously, lately for mm-hmm. this show because mm-hmm. I love to do that part. Um yes. And really, it is our social interactions and relationships and who we surround ourselves with that really is the biggest indicator of how happy you are going to be. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, and you know, what backs that up is a study from Harvard. I'm sure you've heard of Harvard. I think I have. Right? I used to live near it, I think I would take that fairly seriously. But I'm really, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm really... um, intrigued with this study, first of all, because it's kind of a rare study. Um, it lasted for 75 years, and they wow. tracked the lives of 724 men. Now, that's a longitudinal so, study. That's incredible. So what happens with a lot of studies is that either they run out of funding, or mm-hmm. people retire, people yeah. die, yep. it doesn't get passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, You know, all different reasons, mm-hmm. but, you know, they were really... Um, committed to this one. Mm-hmm. So the study asked about every aspect of these people's lives, you know, marriages, marriage, work, finances, every re- detail. And they also um, did brain scans, physicals, mm-hmm. blood tests. I mean, just everything. They didn't leave anything out. Yeah. So, um, so basically they tracked their happiness levels, you know, mm-hmm. what these people reported. And they were, you know, constantly, or not constantly, I don't know what, you know, inter- yeah. interval, but asked, sure. you know, to report on their happiness. And so what they, oh, and let me add one thing, which is important, I think. So they really tried to get a cross-section of people. So some of these people were chosen from poor areas, very poor areas, troubled homes. Some people were chosen from uh, wealthy homes, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't just one type yeah, you know, and that's what a good study does, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what 
this all boiled down to is that good relationships make us happier and healthier, period. Yes, they do. You know, that's and it, it may not be your nuclear family. Right? It may not be your nuclear family. Correct. True, mm-hmm. true. Relationships. Yep. Right, right. Even, And, you know, when I say also like social interaction, I don't mean going to big parties. I don't yeah. mean going to big events. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it can either even be like, so you go to the library and you talk to the librarian. I mean, honestly, like even small interactions like that yep. add up. Yep, they know? do. And it does change your brain too, mm-hmm. which, we'll, you know, we'll probably get to a little bit on that. So, they, um, yeah, so, so it wasn't wealth. It wasn't career, no. I mean, you know, and then there's also um, a longevity study that mm-hmm. was done, mm-hmm. you know, about, do you remember that graph? And I know you posted that, but yes. basically um, studies showing that it wasn't exercise, it wasn't no. your cholesterol level, nope. it wasn't your diet. Nope. It was number one and number two was, you know, based on social Interaction. interactions and closeness mm-hmm. of your relationships. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean you have to live with your family. It's about communicating, right. extending yourself out there and being accepting of others, right. talking to other people, having a connection. A lot of times, my mother got very isolative at mm. the end of her life and okay. didn't want to be around many people. And that was her downfall. That was absolutely her downfall. I moved out to the country, and um, she wanted somebody to stay there with her all the time, when in fact she had kind of cut off a lot of her social network, and that was just her downfall. Yeah. And that's super important to have a good social network. Definitely. You know, people that you like to be around. We've talked about this before. You have that certain person that you keep in your life, and this Mm -hmm. is why I tell patients all the time. You've got to go through your Facebook account, and you've got to clear out everybody in there that is not like-minded, um, that help build you up, that is your, a cheerleader for you, or, mm-hmm. you know, that is somebody that makes you feel good about yourself. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, we all have that person who calls us up, and the minute you're, off, you're in a good mood, as soon as you get off the phone with them, you're just, oh my gosh, you know, I feel so drained, I, I just feel less than, and then you tell them about something you're happy about, and they poo-poo it, or shoot it down, right, and make you right. feel bad, and then you second-guess yourself, right? Yeah, so definitely. Now, and and d- d- you can't tell me at a cellular level that doesn't change our, the way our mind works. Sure. The way right. we think and feel. Right. And emotions are contagious. They are. I mean, they say you're like uh, the five people who you hang, you know, spend time with mm-hmm. most. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. For sure. You know. For sure. That's so. why that uh, emo, that whole emo phase and <laughs> suicide and all oh, this stuff. Geez. I have a patient who was an emo for a long time. She had black hair, black polish, yeah. doom and gloom. Right. And I'm so depressed. And I said, how did you get out of that? She said, because I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> right. Well, it's... I thought that was great. I'm like, right on. You know, she was cutting herself even oh, because no. other kids were. And they were, you know, this is where we've seen a lot of teen suicide mm-hmm. and young adults and now actors and actresses that are like, you know, it's just not worth it. You know, I'm just going to check out instead of working in it, fighting for your life. That's what I say all the time. You have to fight for your well, life. You can't just let it fall in front right. of you and take what, pick and choose what you want out of it. Right. You have to yeah. know what's best for you. Right. You have to work at it. And I've been there. And, you know, there was one day that I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I want my life back. Sure. And did I, it happen overnight? No. no. Did it happen for six months? No. No. You know, it was a long process. No, but time is your friend. Yes. And if you look at it like that and you log your progress as you move forward trying to establish your happiness, you'll see where you were and where you are now. Right. Right. 
Um, Happiness builds. Mm -hmm. So when happiness builds, it doesn't cost money to be happy. Julie and I spoke about this last night on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you, you know, if you have no money, head to a thrift shop, pick up something you like or enjoy. I was telling you about my altar, right? Right. I add, I added little things. Decorate as you like. I was like, this little piece, I like that. I'm going to set that on my altar. Oh, I like that. That Somebody gave me this. That makes me happy. I'm set this down here. Before you know it, I had put a salt lamp. I had done this. I had done that. People had given me bits and pieces of things that meant something to me. Right. And I developed this altar that I pray to every day that gives me that centering, comforting feeling, and then thought process that helps me establish my happiness for the day. It's a ritual right. that I like. You can go to the dollar store and get seeds to plant flowers at this time of year, you know, soon, hopefully. We got yeah. snow coming tomorrow. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Which oh is ridiculous. But, you know, you can plant. There's money. There very limited amount of funds. You can go and get books from the library that are free, videos that are free, things that are going to help build you up. You need to work as hard at it and educate yourself as hard on happiness as we do anything else in our life instead right. of just waiting for it to happen. Right. So mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling trapped, what would you say? Just to, to take the little steps? Absolutely. If you're feeling trapped, find one thing that you enjoy, and that's your self-care time, which is super important to okay. happiness. Um, I'm busy like a one-iron paper hanger like you are, right? we got all right. kinds of stuff going on. But I have the to... one-iron paper hanger. My stepfather used to delay. say that. There was a delay in, in my... <laughs> what did she just say? Oh, boy. I'm laughing. That's dedicated to you, Ray. Uh, it was my, my stepfather oh my. used to say that all the time. You know how you pick up Rayisms, as we call those, okay? Oh, funny. So busy, busy, busy. But, you know, if you have time to think about one thing that you like and enjoy, like, um, I like to take a bath. That's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can sit down and listen to any one of these self-help meditations. True. That's free. Um, reading. I like a little piece of candy or, mm-hmm. um, I like to sit in a certain room. I like to talk to a certain person. I like to visit, you know, a, a store that makes me happy. They, there's plenty of things that are free mm-hmm. that help you to feel centered and better, right? Right. I, definitely. for me as a young girl and still to this day, I just can't get there as often is a DIA, Detroit Institute oh, of Arts. Nice. I, I, when I'm in there, Nothing's wrong with this world. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I'm at the conservatory on Belle Isle and I'm looking at all the plants in there, there's nothing wrong with this world. I've been going there since I was, you know, a child. Okay. Yeah. Those are the things and it's free. Right. So you write this down, you work on it. You're like, okay, I'm not, a, I'm not exactly feeling centered. I'm feeling off my path. The universe isn't bringing to me the things that I need. I need to get back on my path. I need to go do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But the goal and the point of this is to work at this every day. Right. Find your happiness every day and monitor your progress because you always have 10 minutes. And if you don't, you need to really clear up your life. Well, that's what I was going to say. I hear so many people say, including some of my friends, you know, yeah. they absolutely just don't have the time. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Yes, you do. Everybody you know, does. What Everybody is it? does. So simplify your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Simplify your life. Your life. <laughs> Uh, your life, for sure. <laughs> and your life. And your Come life. on. Scared of your life. Comb yeah. that out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. 
humor. We, yeah, we can talk about humor. Oh my too. God. Well, right? humor, that just goes without saying. Right. Laughing is like the best medicine it that truly there is, is, right? Right. So, so I developed this myself because I had a hard time sleeping for years. But when I started doing things that um, helped me to feel better, like yoga and meditation, mm-hmm. I found that when I had peace of mind, I had peace in life. And when you have peace in life, you have peace of mind. Right. And I started sleeping better. Mm-hmm. So when you take all the bullshit out, when you start getting sorting through the people you allow into your world, we should be particular about oh, that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. When we sort through the things that we're doing, even if you're in a dead-end job, you can always think about what you would like to do towards bettering your job, your job position, and other things you might like to do that make you happy on the side. Mm-hmm. and. Little do we know, it turns into a business, right? Right. Well, like in my case, yeah. you know, um, I've had this dream to do my own artwork for, for years and years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was raising kids and the um, there really wasn't room for a studio. I was stuck out in the <laughs> sun yep. porch and yep. it was great during the summer, but wow, came November. Sure. And uh, it was a little chilly out sure. there and I just kind of bailed. I'm like, okay, that's enough. You know, yeah. I've got the heater going, but my toes are still frozen. You know, sure, but anyway, sure. my so now I do have a studio. My yep. my kids, mm-hmm. they, you know, decided to grow up on me. And How leave. dare they? Damn you know, I okay. I'm finally adjusted <laughs> to that. Okay, newsflash. I'm proud of you too. I love my children. So proud of you dearly. Obviously, yes. they'll never understand how deep I love them. Absolutely. And I was devastated. Yeah. With the emptiness. That's a huge thing. one for women. I thought huge. that was kind of a joke. Oh, the emptiness. Ha, ha, ha. No, no it's a reality. It's but I will say, I, I really do feel like I've adjusted to it and I am loving it now. I have Good my own you. studio. But what I want to say about that is it took years. Yeah. But yeah. I just kept kind of plugging away at it. And even with like the art supplies and all these things, I've you know mm-hmm. just gradually gotten them you know well honey like the millenniums you're talking about instant gratification oh yeah instant gratification if it's not going to happen now or in the next 10 minutes if i can't hit a button and it pops up i'm not waiting around for it i got bigger better things to do no you don't you'll end up right back where you are yeah that's a tough thing because it's almost like they're you know Mm -hmm. the brains are like Mm -hmm. trained for that absolutely So. so are you familiar at all with immersion therapy no, no. Okay. Not really. So immersion therapy is similar to like desensitization okay, therapy. Okay, I'm familiar so, with that. Yeah. So like if you have, if you're, have a phobia and you're scared to death of spiders, we're going to put small spiders on yeah. you and we're going to bigger and bigger and bigger until pretty soon you don't mind what crawls all over you. Okay. Hopef- <laughs> so hopefully. Right? Yeah, hopefully. So you're desensitized to that fear. Okay, it's a it's a very drastic and um, aggressive form of therapy, but it works with some people. I did that to myself when I quit. Like it's like stopping drinking radically, like right, just no more drinking, oh. and then going to a bar. Okay, oh. yeah, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yes, that's how I roll. Okay, okay, I did the same thing when I quit smoking as a teenager. So, I went to a bar <laughs> after and never had another cigarette after that. Yeah, so you weren't to, avoiding desensitized myself. No, not triggers. no avoiding. No, no, no. I faced them head on, yeah. sat in them, and and just let it pass through me. Right. So when we talk about immersing, um, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. You know, uh, he's, yes, he's he doesn't consider himself a motivational uh, speaker. He considers himself to be somebody who helps people get uns 
stuck mm-hmm. and move through their life with a better pattern. So he does these long weekend seminars of immersion into mm. positivity and what yes. you can do and how you can move forward. And we need to kind of think and feel that way about happiness. Yes. I have watched a lot of Tony Robbins. I love and him. And what I find interesting every time... He'll, you know, ask the audience, okay, who out there is? Well, basically, he does ask, is anyone out there suicidal? Oh, does he? I didn't he know does. that. I don't I've think I've ever many heard of that. And or depressed, but he often uses the word suicide. Well, I know he works with them. You know, because I yeah. think he wants, you know, worst case scenario sure. here. And, sure. you know, people do stand up. Yep. You know, they're mm-hmm. there because they need help. Mm-hmm. And um, the, he'll always... Um, comment on their their posture like when they're depressed the physiology they're contracted they're hundred you're right their shoulders are hunched over forward um Mm -hmm. and then he just you know he tells them you know lean back and stretch out your arms and change Mm -hmm. your your posture and 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 like they immediately light up now i'm not saying that depression was cured no like some of the youtube videos (laughs) say depression cured in five minutes yes okay no but it's just showing the person I mean, this is a tiny change. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Leaning over versus standing up straight, taking a deep breath. This is tiny. Mm-hmm. But even that, you can see the change in these people's eyes. And they laugh and, and they light up. Yeah. And it's just this suggestion like, you know, you know, look, you, you can just – you can work on this. Well, that's exactly true. He focuses a lot on the physiology mm-hmm. of which is in immersion therapy. There's a lot of jumping around, a lot of cues, a lot of everybody say I, yes, a lot of these yeah. kinds of things. It's to reprogram your brain at a cellular level uh, level to think and feel differently than you have been. So how you carry yourself mm-hmm. is vitally important to your happiness. If you're confident and positive, you're carrying yourself forward into a room and open to what may come, you know, what what new thing you're going to learn or experience not withdrawn mm-hmm. fearful and 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 yeah. frightened yeah yeah they say there's only two energies and uh contracting and expanding mm-hmm. i believe that yeah and even the actions that you do so is this like you think like is this expanding my life you mm-hmm. know i mean doing the podcast i mean it's a little you yeah. know yeah. Nerve-wracking. It sure is a little nerve-wracking, <laughs> but we're getting to be old veterans right? at this point. But yeah. I think, you know, is it expanding my world? Well, yeah. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, and I have to step up to the plate, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a right? great thing. The more you do, the better you feel. I think the more you expect out of yourself, right? Yes. That's always moving, always we changing. Talk, right. We were going to talk about goals. Yes, you know? without a doubt. And I want to add one thing about goals. It's yeah. not, I'll be happy when I reach this goal. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not saying that. No. Because that's a falsehood. It is. You know? It is a falsehood. So every, but every little teeny goal you do achieve and make mm-hmm. them really, really, really small and you chart your progress, the better you're going to feel. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, positive people create a good day. They they uh, look to change any negative that's coming their way, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're positive, if you're feeling um, uh, happy, positive, and moving forward, and a negative situation comes into your life, this is once again that silver lining Pollyanna thinking, the glass is half full, the glass is half empty, um, whatever you want to call it, why not? Why right, not look right, at it as, right. okay, so something negative just hit me in the butt. You know, I think I'm going to turn around and say, like your parable, um, yes. that this set may have something to do with something that was going to affect me throughout my day. And I'm going to look at it as just a minor setback mm-hmm. and we'll look for the positive in it. Right. Definitely. Which isn't easy to do in the beginning, but practice makes perfect in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Positive people also, Julie, don't live in the past. They make new memories. They make new memories. A lot of people feel that they have an umbilical cord attached to their past. Ooh, that's a good visual. It is, yeah. (laughs) And if they can never let it go, it is who I am. It it establishes Mm -hmm. who I will be in my future. There will never be anything different than my past. People are going to find out my dirty secret about my past. So what do I say about that? I say, let everybody, if you want to let people know about your past, own it. You got to mm-hmm. own it. It's part of who you are. It's part of your life. It's your stuff, your shit that happened to you. And that's okay. Right. And also um, forgiveness. So maybe oh, we could yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, happiness blocks. You know? Yes, absolutely. If you haven't forgiven someone, you're holding a horrible grudge or even forgiven yourself is a huge thing. Absolutely. You know, making peace with your past. Yeah. It, yep. Yep, cutting that umbilical cord is just part of who you are and what happened. Mm-hmm. But forgiveness is huge. That right. is one of one of the key things that we can we can uh, give today that we need to say is that forgiving does not mean it's okay. It means that you're going to get on with your life and you're not going to let that hold you. So as long as you keep hanging on to that negativity, it has a death grip on you, your life, your happiness, and how you're going to feel for the rest of your life. Right. And also, it doesn't mean that, you know, if someone hurt you, that you're reintroducing them into your life. No. They don't have to know anything about you forgiving them. This Mm -hmm. is something with you. It's not for them. So you're not reintroducing them in your lives. You don't have to contact them. You know, this is something just for your own healing. Absolutely. And it works. And it's more of saying it is, it is me. This is what happened. I can deal with this. It's going to be okay. That's stuff also that you need to work out with a therapist. That's very helpful to work through with a therapist. But it's about not letting that take you down. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super important. Um, And being thankful for what you do have. You know, positive people don't sit around thinking about, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. It's about, I'm thankful for what I have right now. I remember when Scott and I were really struggling and, um, and then, you know, finances obviously got better as time went on. And I remember saying to myself in the grocery store, I'm just happy I can buy whatever I want. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Without having to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still a little cheap, though, because I get, I'm like, oh, that's outrageous. I'm not <laughs> buying that. But, you know, at least I don't have to worry about counting how much money I have in the banks. I'm happy with what I have. You need to be happy with what you have. You know what I mean? Every, but just right. be grateful right. for what we have. Grateful and it's enough. Mm-hmm. It's got to be enough. Right, exactly. Drive yeah. yourself crazy. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude is really interesting. So, mm-hmm. you know, it lights up the reward centers in your brain. Oh, the reward tell us pathways. About that, yeah, and, Jules. and the hypothalamus. Ooh, so, I like that. It, you know, boosts serotonin and dopamine. So, all your feel good um, chemicals in your brain. And the hypothalamus, um, gosh, it controls sleep, mood regulation, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really um, increases the activity within that area. So, and what's, yeah, it's just an interesting thing how it changes. And then when your body or when your brain produces dopamine, um, when you're grateful, you yeah. know, your brain says, well, I want more of that. So, yeah. you know, you get primed for that to, mm-hmm. to keep thinking, uh, you know, of being grateful or Gra- yeah. thinking grateful. And this, yeah. and this is where the cellular uh, division comes. 
that we've talked about before yeah. I was telling you about. We, when you produce happy cells, they divide off into happier cells, divide into happier cells, divide into happier cells. I don't know what, 30 billion cells yeah. we produce a day, some, some crazy amount. Don't quote right, me on that, right. but I know it's outrageous. But it's the same with negative cells. So if you're thinking negatively, it's going to, it's going to, you know, impact you the same way as it would. Mm-hmm. So why not tr- flip the switch on that to happiness? And right. then that, this is a, also a case of fake it till you make it. You know what? That worked for me. Yep. And I know a lot of people are opposed to that. Mm-hmm. They think it's not genuine. But let mm-hmm. me tell you, it's like what I said. I have to step up to the plate here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm accountable. I'm on the show talking about happiness, you yeah. know, <laughs> right? And you better be right. And you know what? And here's yeah. another thing we were talking about. Happy doesn't mean being happy every mm-hmm. day, right? Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind, mm-hmm. you know? Like you and I have had some struggles recently, and I've had some family struggles recently. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. So it's accepting, like you were saying. Yeah. You know? Of the, it is what it mm-hmm. is. What, right, right. What can I do about it? What can you do? You can only do what you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And yeah. then it's it's about acceptance. Um, and a lot of times when we're trying to change, we're fearful. Oh, yeah. we're scared. Mm-hmm. We're scared to, of change. Right. Oh, so completely. so yeah. that's the book I was telling you about. Um, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines ever. Mm-hmm. Feel the fear, move through it, and do it anyways. Right. Because in the end, and I don't mean this to sound negative, you need to be able to count on yourself. You have to count on yourself. You can't seek your happiness through a husband, a child, a coworker, an event, whatever, or money or whatever. You have to be able to count on yourself to always be there for you in a positive way. Right. And that is different than how we usually look at things. Oh, I'll go over and see my grandkids. That'll cheer me up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll, or this or that. That'll cheer me up. That may, you know, here or there, that's fine. But in, but if you, if you cognitively say to yourself, I'm responsible for my happiness and I can count on myself to make myself happy, then you're better to everybody else. And the episodes of happiness are few and farther between because you have your own toolkit of how to, Make right. yourself feel better, right? Well, taking ownership. Yes, you know mm-hmm. that's that's huge. Yep, really. So you, you you go ahead. Well, you know, I mean, it's like with me, honestly. I mean, let's think think about it. Like you know, with my kids leaving, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, put a lot of happiness, you know, based on your kids. Sure. Yeah, and they left me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, they, they grew up to go so, on and have their own lives. You know, it was all of a sudden like, wow, okay, it's me. I need to reinvent myself. And, you know, in the meantime, I closed my business, yep. you know, and that, wow, that, that didn't know, help. That took me down. Mm-hmm. So anyway, happy to say that's changed. So that's yep. one thing I've been working on, and it took all these tiny little small steps, let me tell you. Absolutely. Do you know how many women I see in my office, women and men, um, that are suffering from empty nest syndrome? Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And and so this is what I say to people all the time, or or retirement, right? Um, you you have your own goals, dreams, and aspirations. Your husband does. You come together as a couple. You have your own goals and aspirations together. Mm-hmm. And then you fold your children into your life. You don't right. give up your life for your children. I You're know. no good to anybody mm-hmm. as just a mom, just a dad, mm-hmm. just a worker, just, you know, just a worker bee. You know, you don't have anything else in your life but just those things because those things end. Right. And then where are you? Right. Where, well... 
Yeah, it was like me telling you last night how I'd go to a school event and I'd say, oh, I'm Tori's mom or Ryan's yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, by I the way, name. by the way, you know, my name, I, oh, let's see, it's, oh, it's Julie, right? <laughs> you know? It's so true, though. It is so true. Especially, yeah. you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, I had, I worked at home, but mm-hmm. really, let's face it, I mean, sure. everything revolved around my kids. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's understandable. And it's wonderful, though, because I really am very, very close with my kids. Yeah, and that you is know, wonderful. And it's such a gift. But there's plenty of women um, that have so many kids, and they, um, they just their whole value, who they are, is identified through their children. Yeah. And then when their children, which our whole goal is, is to raise our children to be adults and live happy, healthy lives, right? Right. And to let them go. Bye. Yeah. Enjoy right. your life. Right. Don't forget to call her right. <laughs> I gave you 20 years of my life, you know, but that's okay. You know, that's hard True. to do. That is it really, is. really yeah. hard to do, but it can be done. And that's why it's so important to always keep growing and mm-hmm. starting new things and doing new things. That's why so many people have trouble when they retire. Oh. They'll go into severe mental mm-hmm. health uh, episodes, end up on the psych ward, have all kinds of difficulties because they ha- don't have, they don't even know what the heck they like to do. They have no idea. <laughs> right. It's it's a sad thing. It really yeah. is. So you always have to keep working on what your next best thing is going to be that you're going to do. That is so true. Because life is never permanent. Right. Everything right. is temporary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wanted to backtrack a little and, yeah. and add one thing about kindness, um, how also it, it affects the brain. Yeah. What, what I found so interesting was that when you do something kind for someone— it relights it lights up the reward centers of the brain more than if you were the, the receiver of the gift. Wow. And then even just doing a kind or watching someone do a kind act, mm-hmm. it changes your brain. I believe that. Right? I believe that. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, so, yeah. you know, that kind of ties in like with the gratitude and you know, the kindness. Absolutely. It's connected. It's a mindset. So, you know, and I agree with this. And remember when I told you that I watched Christopher Robin, the new one? Yeah. The other day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I cried nonstop yes. through the entire movie. It was so beautiful, so touching. Aww. Every single quote in it, which I have printed out, was beautiful. But I love this. Pooh said, What day is it? He's talking to Piglet. <laughs> and he said, It's today. Squeaked little Piglet to him. And, and Pooh said to Piglet, It's my favorite day. No. You can just be crying. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, right. It is. It's so true. It's such a beautiful thing. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout this out. Look up Pooh quotes. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there, right. Pooh quotes are absent. That man who wrote these, you know his name. What's his A-A name again? Milne. Right. Oh my Isn't word. It? Uh, yeah. And and then and I dedicated this one to my husband today as oh. I was uh, crying about my mother. Uh, if. If you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one day, so I never have to live without you. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's sweet. He liked that. Oh gosh, I was a little maudlin, as my mother would say, right? <laughs> right? Especially what you've been through lately. Oh, I was just gosh. a little, little weepy. But um, yeah. I love poo quotes. I think they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know what else um, positive people do, Jules? They are can do people, not I can't people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which is vitally important, right? Mm-hmm. We convince ourselves that we can't do anything, you know. Yes, and yeah. that's not the way to think or feel. Oh, right. And 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 then you'll have family members 
more friends mm-hmm. that'll say, are you kidding me? That's so stupid. You can't do that. Right. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Well, recently, you know, my daughter quit corporate America. Right on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She had a great job. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it just wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. And um, she quit. But she did get a lot of people asking, what? Yeah. what? Are, are you sure? Yeah, Wait a crazy? minute. Crazy? You know, are you crazy signing a lease and you don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to pay for it yet? Mm-hmm. But you know what? She's doing freelancing and she absolutely loves it. Yep. I believe so in I'm that. So I'm so proud of her. You know, yeah, she, I am and, too. And let me tell you, the fear was there. And let me tell you, the fear is still there here, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's something you, you constantly have to work at. But you kind of build, like once you make it through some one obstacle, mm-hmm. you, do, you build on that. You get a little more confidence. You get a little more confidence. Sure. So it builds. Sure. All of this builds. Like mm-hmm. all of these habits build. Mm-hmm. You know? And and one of the things is, is you know, if you're an anxiety-ridden person, which I am, and your daughter has a certain degree Alicia. of anxiety. Sorry, Tori. We, we, sorry, Tori. <laughs> we worry about, you know, what's the next thing coming? Mm-hmm. Is everything going to be okay? Okay, are we going to have enough money? Am I going to be able to do this? So for people like she and I, we have to, opening ourselves to the universe and expecting things to come is not an easy task. Yeah. And it's something that has to be managed and worked at on a regular basis. Right. Opening yourself up. To that being and vulnerable, abs- being vulnerable, yep. being Absolute, okay with being absolutely. Vulnerable. I was looking at my date book yesterday. Um, I'm my appointments are all screwed up. It's looking a little light for next week, not hardly at all. But of course, ah, panic mode. Right, right. You know, the whole thing's shutting down. I'm never going to have another day. I'm never going to make any more money. Stop it, Liz. Well, for God's sakes, of course you are. Right. I you know. know. It's like me and my discontinued <laughs> shirts. So I'm starting up a website selling uh, yes. apparel that I've designed. your Lakeology, which right. is awesome. Awesome. And, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I got this email saying, well, first of all, this color's discontinued. And then second of all, these other shirts, they won't be in for 12 weeks. And I went into ultra panic mode, called sure. my husband up and he, and he was like, yeah, and this is business? <laughs> yeah. And then I regrouped and I found a different replacement for a shirt. Yeah. All is so, well. And that, so that is another thing. We have to roll with the right? punches. You it, have to roll flexible, with the punches. Right? Accept your emotions yeah. as they come and go, sadness, and etc. They will come, they will go, they will not dwell. Yes. Right? For if sure. we if we let if we sit and dwell, if we worry and stress, nothing good's going to come from that. Yeah. But I you know, they always say if one door closes, another door opens, and I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it but you really have to sit back and calm down. True. Yeah. And another thing I think um when when you're searching for happiness, you know, you need to be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. With yourself. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, corporate America's not working for me. Nope. You know, that sort of thing. It yep. looks great on paper. It's, you know, great income. But you know what? It's just not my thing. I'm more of a creative soul, you know. Absolutely. So yeah. you really have to be, you know, brutally honest and then let go of the shoulds, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So what do you thing. want out of your life? Mm-hmm. What do you want? What in and, and right. then for the most people they're they're held by the golden handcuffs. Yeah. You know, well I make really good money and okay, well drag your butt in there one more day. I mean that's 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 a rough gig. Yeah. It really is. You know, positive people also communicate well and listen and interact with others. They can't be riled. What? What'd you say? <laughs> 
I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, let me go over that again. <laughs> they communicate well and listen and interact with oh, others. Yeah. Okay. They can't be riled. Okay. So isn't it wonderful, you know, often when when you have conversations, when you have somebody who's having a reciprocal conversation with you, mm-hmm. like you and I are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, there's often people that suck the life out of you. There's oh a new show gosh. on TV that's hilarious. He's called uh, The Emotion Vampire, and he's just so hilarious because right. he's so boring. He takes the life out of you. And um, so when you communicate and you listen to somebody and you listen to what they're really saying, just stop and listen mm-hmm. to what people are saying to you. That will help with your happiness because maybe there's some kind thought you can offer to them. Right, right. And a good reciprocal conversation like that is very – it makes you feel positive. It makes us, you feel as though you've given something. I know I feel that way every time I, a patient leaves my office. Mm-hmm. You always ask me, Liz, how, do you ever get depressed? Does oh, that I take do. you down? You know, yeah. And it doesn't. I feel that I've done the best that I possibly can with that patient for that day, and it's up to them until I see them again. Yeah, Right. You know, and I certainly hope that I've offered some tid- bit of information that has had a light bulb moment for them, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, but a good conversation is very enlightening and comforting and fulfilling. I yeah. think. Well, again, what, what did the studies say? You know, I yeah. mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, um, seeking help and support is huge mm-hmm. and not holding grudges. Mm-hmm. You can't be a victim for the rest of your life. Right. Being a victim is a dead end to nowhere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I went through <laughs> months and months of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. What, what, and, and what did you think that was the way – how did you turn that around? Um, I turned it around by – well, I, I looked to people who had made it out the other side. Yeah. So I finally had this little light, like, okay, so success leaves clues, or, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you want to learn anything, right, you look towards someone who's mastered it. So, yeah. written a book about it, a educated talk, yourself you know, right? on what was going on. So, I say this all the time. You know, I, I would hear these talks, or, you know, but I read books about people who'd gone through this and come out the other side. And so my brain was like, oh, wait a minute. They did it. Maybe you can. And honestly, I really didn't believe it. I I really, I truly 100% at one point believed this is absolutely it. There's no way I can come back from this. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, even though I felt that, I still somehow, don't ask me how, forced myself to to look up things, to get educated. Yeah. You know, maybe there was a glimmer of hope in there like, you know, you can do it somewhere in there. Absolutely. I tell all my patients, learn about what's going right, on in your life. Right. Learn about dating borderline women. Learn about depression. Learn about yeah. anxiety. Educate yourself right. on why you are. I know when I got sober, I couldn't sleep at night at all. Mm. I, I, I had a horrible time falling asleep. So I was up to like 2 o'clock oh, in the morning wow. reading self-help books. Yeah, okay. One right after another mm-hmm. until I could finally fall asleep. And I educated myself on why I think and feel that this yeah. way. Right. You know, is this normal? Normal? Oh, well, let me learn about it. I, I think that, you know, people think that they can solve problems or happiness issues or sadness issues on their own. You know, you need to reach out to other mm-hmm. people, find out what you need to do that's going to help you to feel right. better. Yeah. And what helped me, I think, you know, being a visual person, um, really, actually, I know I always refer back to this, but I, I just i am so fascinated, you know, at, at how our brains work and these brain studies. Yeah. So I could say, like, 
okay, so I called a friend up and I went, you know, finally decided to go out to lunch, even though I know I'm going to act depressed and she's not going to be around a depressed person, but Mm -hmm. I like forced myself, okay, fine, I'll go. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and because I would say to myself, okay, I know this is helping. I know somewhere deep down inside this is helping. Studies show and, and, you know, for some reason just to know that, that these aren't just ideas. They're they're actually proven. Proven to, to like work. Lighting your brain up. Like your brain can actually, when you're depressed, shrink. Sure. And then honest yeah. parts parts of your brain. Sure. I mean that's crazy to me. You know, and but I do, on the flip side, yeah. you know, you start doing some of these things that light up your brain, you actually make your brain grow. Yeah. Whoa. Like that kind of stuff. Once I started reading that, boy, that just like I don't know. That took off for me. Mm-hmm. It gave me mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just some random like, oh, you should do this or sure. don't be so negative. You know, and on the genetic part of that, um, my father-in-law, Ben, was the um, happiest human being I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Just one of those kind of men that's, hey, it's going to work out. It's all going to be mm-hmm. okay. God love him. He was the greatest man in the world. Yeah. Always happy, always upbeat. Um, and I was always like, I wish to God I had just a little bit of Ben in me. <laughs> Oh, you know, because he was always, oh, I do now. Oh, okay. I do now. But when I first met him, you know what I mean? I was like, gosh, he's really an upbeat Mm -hmm. guy, you know? And then I started to decide that, you know, it was time to change things. It was time to change my life and my circumstances and do something about it, Mm -hmm. you know, do something about my happiness. So then I immersed myself in happiness and sobriety Mm -hmm. and feeling better and letting go of negativity. I mean, that was super important to me. And, you know, one of the things that I was reading is that they were challenging people to try to not feel negative for seven days. Try to get rid of negative thoughts for seven days. See if you can do that. Right. I'm going to try. Well, even I think just, we should try it. Yeah, even just being first of all aware of your negative That's thoughts. That's exactly what that it is. That not just like on autopilot. Mm-hmm. That you're kind of stepping away a little bit and observing your thoughts. Yeah, that's a, it. Just that thing is huge. Absolutely, observing your thoughts yeah. and finding out what is making you say and think and feel negative. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, a lot of what we're putting together today and saying today is that you just need to do it. You need to go do mm-hmm. it. You need to figure out what it is that you need that will make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. You need to live with intention, with happiness, have a care plan. You need to eat well. You need to smile. You need to engage. And you need to chart your progress yep. and figure out what's going to make you happy. And that's it. What's going to make you happy. You have. Not, not anybody else. Right. To mm-hmm. be, you know, really honest. And yep. also, again, patient. Yeah. You know, say you're like, okay, this is not working for me. Yeah. Then you not need to start doing small things to lead you to that other path. You know, you can't absolutely in, like you know. I'm sure there's people out there. Well, I can't quit my job today. You know, you don't have about, to. How about let's just doing little steps. You know. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just little steps towards a greater goal. Well, this is a good show today. Of yeah. course, the time went by in five minutes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jules, for yeah. uh, another great show. Thank you, Jessica, to our engineer. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Podcast Detroit. Yeah. See you on the pod. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>
Crown the 